0: In the name of Jesus, amen. Uh, dear Saints, last Wednesday we learned that we should be ready at all times for the end of our life and the end of the world, uh, but we should also be ready to keep living our life for when that doesn't happen, uh, in, 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 when it doesn't happen in that very moment. <clears throat> uh, in the Sunday morning Bible studies, we're studying the topic of death and dying and how we should even prepare for our own funerals and burials. On Sunday, I preached about the last day and what that will be like, and the encouragement the Lord gives us to face that great and glorious day. Uh, well, tonight, we consider the last day again, but uh, so this is a sort of a sequel or a second part to what you heard on Sunday. Uh, so all of these things about the end of life, the end of the world, the last days, uh, the final judgment, eternal uh, damnation and eternal salvation, all of these things in theology, there's a word for that, and it's called eschatology. Uh, eschatos is a Greek word that means last, and logos is a Greek word that means words. So uh, it's, eschatology is simply the study of last things, the last things that are to happen. Uh, now, eschatology is something that most Christians actually find fascinating. Uh, you'll find more books about this topic, this subject, than any other theological topic in all of uh, uh, Christendom, in all of the Christian bookstores. Uh, but I have to say that the majority of these popular Christian books on the end times are wrong. The majority of them are wrong. Uh, and yet, the reason people find so many of them uh, so fascinating and they're engrossed by these books is because their teaching of the last day is very convoluted, uh, very complicated. Um, And very hard to understand. Now, I can't possibly point out all of the errors in these books in one sermon now. Uh, But what I'm going to simply tell you is what the Bible does say. And then from knowing what it says, then you'll be able to discern what what others say. So the Bible teaches this about the end times. That Christ in all his majesty and glory will one day return. Once and for all, visibly in the sight of all men, in order to judge the living and the dead. And that is it. This is what we confess every Sunday, very simply. We say, he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead. We say that in the Nicene Creed every Sunday before the sermon. Uh, this means that there is no invisible ter- return or no secret return or no multiple returns. Uh, every eye will see him. There are no second chances or multiple attempts. There is only one. And when Jesus returns, everyone will know it. In fact, it cannot be avoided or hidden from. Revelation chapter 1 uh, verse 7 says, Behold, he comes with clouds and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him. Luke chapter 21, verse 27 says, And then they shall see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And that's it. That is how the world will end when our Lord returns. Now, knowing this, uh, what have people then tried to do? Saying that, well, if the Lord is going to return uh, to judge the living and the dead, so what, uh, what's the most natural thing uh, that the sinful mind is going to do? Uh, well, he's going to try and figure out when exactly that is. So uh, they've tried to predict the end of the world. They've tried, uh, uh, tried to at least narrow it down. Now, to tell you the truth, there have been several hundred, if not thousand, different predictions of the end of the world. In fact, the world was predicted to have ended 13 times uh, just in the past 10 years. In the past decade, it should have ended 13 times, is what it was said. Some predicted that the world would end in the year 2000, uh, with the Y2K thing. Uh, Harold Camping predicted that the world would end on October 21st, uh, 2011. Uh, The world was then again predicted to end on December 21st, 2012, uh, with the end of the Mayan calendar. Even more, some have predicted that the world would end this year, in 2020, Some have already predicted that it would end next year, 2021. Kent Hovind, uh, an an American evangelical pastor, has predicted that the world will end in uh, the year 2028. Uh, These people sit down and try to figure out when this time is going to be. But the Bible teaches us something different entirely. Jesus says in Mark chapter 13, he says, But of that day... And that hour no man knows. No, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but only the Father. So uh, I think the reason people try to figure it out is so that they can try to prepare themselves for that moment. Uh, And so they think that there should be a moment in their life where they're more prepared than other days. Some days they're more prepared than others. But the truth is, is that Jesus is teaching us to be prepared at all times because it could happen at any moment. The last day will be a surprise to all. Uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 40 says, be ready also for the son of man comes at an hour when you don't expect. And then again, Luke chapter 21 says, watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So, this means that we're not waiting for certain signs and wonders to take place. We're not waiting for a special event to take place. Because the end of the world started when Christ bled out and gave his life up on the cross. It was at that moment when he fulfilled all of the prophecies, all the prophecies of the Old Testament, when he took on flesh and bled for us, that is when the end of the world began. Now, Christ can return at any moment, and he can fulfill every prophecy in his second coming at any moment. Uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 18 says, Little children, it is the last time right now. And as you've heard that the Antichrist will come, even now, there are many antichrists, and by this we know that it is the last time. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 says, The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be sober and watch unto prayer. And Hebrews chapter 1 says that we are living in these last days already. So, everything bad that is happening in the world is not a way to find out when the world will end. But it is a reminder that it already is ending. So every time you see hostility among nations and wars and pestilence and famine and persecution, it's a reminder that you are already in the end and that it could happen any moment. When you see earthquakes and floods and disasters and uh, all of these atrocities, it is a reminder that you are already in this time, the last times. When we see false teachers and false gospels here and there and false predictions of Christ's return, it is a reminder that you are in the end. Uh, So Luther has this great analogy for this. He says that heaven and earth are like a really old house. And just imagine that you're on this house on the second floor and that this house is constantly creaking and cracking with every step you take. And at any moment, it could just collapse. Well, he says, that's how you should consider the world right now. That all of the bad things are simply the earth creaking and cracking, ready to collapse at any second. Uh, So before talking about... um, uh, the last day, you have to know that you have to stay awake. Uh, that is to be alert and pay attention to the Word of God. Uh, this is very different than being anxious or afraid. To be anxious and afraid is not what Jesus is getting at. He's not telling you, be anxious and afraid because of these things and hide in your homes or uh, uh, change your lives because of this. He's saying to be, uh, uh, to be alert and prepared for His coming means to go to church it means to listen to the word of God, to pay attention to it, to keep praying, and to receive the Lord's Supper, to remember your baptism. That is precisely what it means to be alert and awake. When you stop doing these things, that is when your soul is falling asleep. That is when you will not be ready for the end of your life or the end of the world. So Jesus says that we should be uh, not anxious, but anticipate the end of all things with joy. Uh, so for example, a good analogy would be a child waiting on Christmas Eve to open his presents on Christmas Day, right? He doesn't get any sleep, not because he's, a, he's afraid or he's nervous. He's, he knows what's coming. He knows that he will get gifts and he knows that they're going to uh, blow his mind and be a wonderful surprise. Uh, But he is anticipating these things. He's anticipating good things. So with that being said, what do we do about the last day itself? What will happen? What is going to happen? Well, Christ will return in glory uh, and judge the world. And the Bible says that the very first thing he's going to do is resurrect everyone who has ever lived. Not just the Christians, but even those who did not believe in him, those who rejected him. There is a universal Uh, resurrection of the dead. This is what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 15 says, In a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Again, uh, he says uh, in, in Acts chapter 24, it says, There shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. Then, once all people have been resurrected in the flesh, as Matthew 25 says, God will then separate all people from each other. Separate the believer from the unbeliever, the Christian from the heathen. And then God will judge all people. Matthew chapter 12 says, Every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account in the day of judgment. And this means that all of us here today, Everyone who has ever lived will stand before the throne of God to give an account for his life. Uh, At first glance, this is quite a frightening thing. But you have no reason to be afraid because Jesus is your judge. And he will judge you not according to your sin, but according to his forgiveness. The Bible says that he who believes will not come into condemnation. Jesus took on flesh and came into this world to suffer for your sins, to win for you the forgiveness of sins. So when the last day comes, it will not be the last day of your life and joy and peace, but only the beginning of it. The last day of this world will not be the last day of uh, of the good things. But for the Christian, it will be the last day of your sorrow and grief and suffering. It will be the last day of your tears and anguish, the last day of your guilt, of your sin and your pain, and the last day of your death. And on that day, you won't need to believe in Jesus or have faith in him because you will see him. And you won't need to hope for anything because you will have everything he promised. The last day of this world will be your first in the day of bliss and eternal life. And you will have more joy than you can imagine. So, I'm going to uh, conclude the sermon with these words from Revelation chapter 22, verse 21 and 22, which are the last words written in the Bible. It says, He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our, the Lord Jesus Christ be with all the saints. Amen. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds.